Hello, little D's. Welcome back. Papa's back. Daddy's home. She's here. He's here. I'm everything. I'm here. I'm them. I'm they. <laughs> I'm here. I'm back. It feels good. It's it's kind of late here. It's it's 3 p.m. I'm recording the show. I usually like to do it at 8 a.m. early or like 9, you know? I'm an early bird. But today I had a bunch of errands to do and I'm back. So what can I talk about? So this is really funny. My father, my father talks to everybody. He'll go to a party or something and talk. He talks me up um, and it's very nice, very sweet. And he'll be like, my son's, he needs a job. He's looking for a job. Let, let's be really clear. I, I do have a job at the moment. I am working, but I'm not in my field, unfortunately. So I do pay my own bill. So let's get that. Let's get that straight. So anyway, um, he's like, my son needs a job in his field. So he's talking to every, he talks to everyone. So finally he meets a woman. I, I'm just going to change her whole identity. Cause I just don't want to, I don't want her to go down on the sinking ship. He meets this woman who works in news and she has a very prestigious podcast, <laughs> like, like works for Forbes. Let's just say that. I'm making it up, but you know, it's, it's up there and it's about business. It's about politics. She's like very smart and just whatever. So I don't really know this about her beforehand. All I know is she works in news and, um, she would like to talk to me. So I, I get off work and she calls me and of course I missed the call. I'm in at work. I had to whatever. So anyway, I call her back and um we're talking and she's she couldn't be nicer she couldn't be nicer she's my age she's just so chill then i find out that she works for this big big conglomerate and i'm like oh my god and i said i would be very intimidated had i you know known this about you beforehand and she was just so cool so down to earth and um she was like <laughs> I um I listened to your podcast the other day and I was like, oh God, I go, what episode? I go, it's just so funny that, you know, you talk about politics and I talk about dick jokes and actual dicks. <laughs> and she laughed and she goes, hey, hey, you don't know what I talk about when I'm off air. <laughs> so I thought it was very funny. You just never know who likes dick jokes. You never know. It's hard to test it out. You know, a dick joke. Um, anyway, I got, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. I wrote a whole list. It's been like three weeks. It's been three weeks. Should I just talk about it? I'm going to talk about it. I'm going to talk about it. Pete Davidson is getting more tattoos of Kim Kardashian. And supposedly he got tattoos of of the names or the initials of her kids on him. My thing is this, he is in the process of getting all of his tattoos removed, but now he's adding these. He's got some deep rooted issues, but I love him and do whatever you want. King, whatever you want. I'm personally removing all my tattoos, especially the one of stars on my foot. You heard that right. I think I talked about this, but yes, I have regret on my foot. What can we talk about? Oh, okay. This is another thing I want to talk about. I am the biggest... Car I love the Kardashians. Huge fan. 
love their old show, love their new show, love them. I'm into them. I will buy what they sell. I love them. I'm a fan. I'm a stan. But Kim Kardashian showed up at the Met Gala and um, she, I didn't realize this, she wore the exact dress that Marilyn Monroe wore um, when she sung Happy Birthday to JFK at Madison Square Garden like 60, 70 years ago. Um, I thought it was a replica dress and I, I think it's wrong for her to wear that dress. I do. I don't think anyone, I don't think anyone should have worn that dress. You know, I think it should have stayed in the museum and that's that. But apparently she wore it to the red carpet and then the museum took it back. But it's like no one has worn that dress since. And I think it's just, it made me upset. That dress deserves to be in a museum and stay in a museum i don't think anybody should wear that dress i think it's just disrespectful and no shade to kim because you know ripley's came to her and asked her if she you know to wear it or whatever it's just um i think it's just poor taste I said it. I know, I know. But I will say, Kim Kardashian looked flawless in it. She looked so beautiful. Although, I didn't like her blonde hair. But, um, oh, I didn't even realize this. Um, it didn't actually fit well. Um, because Kim's butt is so massive, they couldn't close the dress. So, she had to wear a white, um, what was that, a shawl? You know, she was holding that white jacket thing. I think it was a shawl. But anyway, um, so she ended up wearing the... She wore a replica in the museum... I'm sorry, in the Met. But um, on the red carpet was the actual Marilyn Monroe dress. Which I think it's risky because God forbid she fell. You know, the dress is, what, 70 years old or something like that. It could have fell apart, you know... It's just um, different. But although um, someone was comparing it to Lady Gaga wearing the Audrey um, the Audrey Hepburn Tiffany's necklace, I think that's different. <laughs> I think that's completely different. Um, I think it was the Grammys or something. Well, um, uh, Lady Gaga wore the bref- breakfast at Tiffany's necklace. And um, Tiffany's has never lended it out to anybody, but uh, they did for Lady Gaga. I think it's different. I do. It's a garment. You know, it's a dress. Um, but I thought Lady Gaga looked good in that. And I'll, maybe I'll post that. But um, Kim Kardashian got a lot of shit because she said that she had to lose 16 pounds to fit in the dress. And people are super mad because they're saying that she's supporting unhealthy diet culture. Kim said that she dieted for three weeks and she cut out all sugar and all carbs to lose the 16 pounds to fit in the dress. So like I said, people are pissed. And um, the Riverdale actress, Lily Reinhard, went to Instagram and was livid. And she basically wrote, to walk on a red carpet and do an interview where you say how, how you starved yourself because you haven't eaten carbs in the last month, all to fit in a fucking dress, question mark. She also wrote, 
to openly admit to starving yourself for the sake of the Mechella when you know very well the millions of young men and women are looking up to you and listening to your every word. She goes on to write about the ignorance and she wrote, please stop supporting these stupid, harmful celebrities whose, in- whose entire image revolves around their bodies. So she didn't straight up say it was about Kim Kardashian, but I mean, who else would it be about? It was definitely about Kim Kardashian. Some people supported Lily and other people supported Kim saying that it's weird that we don't shame actresses and actors for losing weight for TV and movie roles, but we'll shade other people. And basically they were saying that Kim Kardashian is treating this as a role and she shouldn't be crucified. I, I truly understand both, both ends, honestly, because yes, I'm, million of I think a lot of people are going to start the stupid diet and they're going to try to eliminate carbs and sugar to lose 16 pounds in three weeks and yeah it can support or I'm rather promote eating disorders but on the other side let's say I don't know Christian Bell Christian Bell do you remember when Christian Bell lost 50 pounds for a role I forgot what um what movie it was, but he lost 50 pounds for a role. And, you know, no one really shamed him about it. And he actually probably won an Oscar, if anything. And, um, yeah, I'm sure it's toxic in a way, but I feel like just... I don't know. I, I understand both sides. I truly do. I'm more towards Kim's side um, than Lily's. But I do understand where Lily's coming from because, you know, you have this audience, you have over 200 million followers, and those are young girls, young boys, so I'm sure they're looking up to you, but, you know, it's just, it's a double-edged sword. It really is fame because on one hand, you want to be you, you want to do things that you want. But on the other hand, other all these people are looking up to you and looking at your every move and idolizing you. Um, so that sucks. But um, I like I said, I love the Kardashians. I'm the biggest fan. They're great. I used to work for them. And yeah, that's it. I'm not going to transitions. We know this. I've said this before, and I said this again. Not good at transitions. Um, do you remember when the Will Smith thing happened when he slapped Chris Rock? I had said this almost gives people permission to slap comedians on stage. Well, I wasn't wrong because um, there's been two incidences. Incidences? I don't like the way that sounds. I don't know if that's a word. Incidents? Anyway, multiple incidences. Still don't like that. The sound of the sound of that. Um, Pauly Shore in L.A. was attacked. Actually, I don't know if it was L.A., but he got attacked by a guy that ran to the stage. He was a heckler, and you know when you deal with a heckler, you try to keep calm and try to avoid you know an altercation. But this guy ran on stage and punched Pauly Shore. So then this other 
time. This happened, I think, last night or the night before. Dave Chappelle got attacked on stage in the middle of his act. He got, well, this man ran up stage. He was 23 years old, tried to tackle him. He had a fake handgun. And then, um, yeah, that's just insane that he did that. So then um, I think the audience was so confused at first, too, because they're probably like, there's no way this is happening. He's probably making fun of the Will Smith thing. But then, true story, Chris Rock had just performed before him. Chris Rock gets on stage and says, I think that was Will Smith. So it breaks the silence. It breaks the um, awkward silence. So I thought that was pretty funny. But um, I fucking love these comedians. Don't hate on them. Like, what What are you doing? Don't go to a comedy show if you're going to be offended. Speaking of comedians, Nikki Glaser got her um, own reality show on the E! Network. It's really funny. It's about stand-up comedian Nikki Glaser and how she moved back home, moved back home with her parents um, uh, in St. Louis, Missouri. And um, it's really funny. It's uh, it's fresh. It's good. It's what we needed because the Kardashians left E, so she's replacing that time slot. Um, I think it's funny. It's just it reminds me of myself moving back with my father and kind of dealing with that. And um, it's just weird moving back with your parents. I remember moving back in with him when I was in L.A., coming back from L.A., and it was just like... <laughs> It's just funny. It's weird. It's a weird dynamic, you know? You're used to more freedom. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm 31. I'm free. But my dad will text me. Are you coming home tonight? Are you sleeping out? Which is very nice. I mean, he's just making sure I'm not dead in a ditch. But it's just, um, you know, it's cute. The nickname Farouk when I moved back home because... He says that I would act like the king of the house and I would run stuff, which I do. Newsflash, I do. <laughs> so this next thing I'm going to talk about, I can't stop Googling it. So a small town in Alabama. So a female corrections officer took a inmate out and was going to bring him to the courthouse. Well... He is about 6'9". He's huge. He looks like Jonathan Krasinski, kind of, but, like, in a methy way. But um, homie 6'9", though. Like, hi. Hi. <laughs> you know I like tall guys. He's tall. I understand. So here's the thing. So there was no such court appearance. So that was a lie. And the fact that the day before she put in her retirement papers and then she was like oh I'm gonna drop him off there and do the court thing and then I'm gonna go to a doctor's appointment well there was no such doctor's appointment and they're missing so the theory is they think that that she helped him escape obviously because he's 6'9 <laughs> that's that's probably why he's 6'9 probably charming but on the other hand, he's a murderer. Yeah, he killed a, a woman. He stabbed her to death. And he killed a dog. He killed someone's dog, which is terrible. Um, he broke into someone's house. And he killed the family dog and held the family at gunpoint. So he's a terrible person. 
So I think he killed her. I think he killed this woman. I think he used her, and I think he ended up killing her. So that's going to come out soon enough. They found her vehicle, which was abandoned at some mall, but um, they have no idea what, where this person is. But also, um, this other woman... Oh, by the way, they have the same last name. It's White. Her name's Vicky White, and his name's Casey White. But anyway, this other woman, they didn't even say her name. We'll call her Ethel. Ethel um, put him in prison, basically. She testified against him in court, and he got 75 years in prison for killing a woman and holding her at gunpoint, blah, blah, blah. So now she she called into a local news station, which I thought this was interesting. Like, why would you do that? She's just concerned that for her safety. So now she's basically living in a hotel and concerned for her life because she thinks that he's going to come and kill her. Um, which I don't know because when you think about it, the police are going to have more of a surveillance around Ethel's house. So they're going to, there's going to be more police there. So I don't know if he'll do that, but then again, he's a murderer. So I mean, I wouldn't put it past him. So I've been Googling this left and right. <laughs> they're interviewing everyone in, um, the, the small town. And it's crazy because she got like employee of the month four times or whatever it is they call that. So yes, she was very respected. They interviewed former um, inmates and they said that she was loved. She was nothing but nice. Um, She worked there 17 years. I just, I think he is playing her. And that woman Ethel on the phone, she was saying that she thinks that Ethel, I mean, she thinks that this, um, the woman, Vicki Wyatt, the officer, she thinks she's dead personally because she was like, this man is using her and he's going to use her until he doesn't need her anymore. And he's out of jail. So I don't know if he needs her anymore. Um, but yeah, they're both on the run. I am curious where they went. I'm guessing Florida. Florida's disgusting. Sorry, Florida. You know, people get away with murder there all the time. I wouldn't be surprised if they're living normal lives there. And, you know, golfing, going to brunch. People wouldn't bet a, People would not bat an eye there. Casey Anthony lives there and she's just living her life. That wasn't a fart. I'm in a leather chair. Can you hear it? See, I did it again. <laughs> Was not a fart. Um, but yeah, so this case I'm very interested in and curious how it's going to play out because she's either dead or she's with him. I don't think he's in love with her. I think he's just a psychopath and trying to use her. But I wonder how, I wonder how this started because does she go into his cell and talk to him? Does he put his dick through the hole, through the, the food door? Like, I wonder what happened. Like, are they dating? Do you know what I'm amazed about? Do you know Ted Bundy, when he was incarcerated on death row, he got a woman pregnant? Yeah. This woman was a super fan, and she would write him, and then she finally was visiting him, and she, I think she paid off a guard to look the other way, and she got pregnant by him. 
That was her dream. It's sad because, um, you know, so Ted Bundy has a daughter out there and she obviously changed her name and she, no one knows who she is, but it's very sad. Ooh, I'm so tired. This weather. Oh my God. It's May 4th, by the way. I really tried not to leave the house today because I will, I have this weird thing. If someone says, may the 4th be with you, I just kick them in their and their, their balls or whatever they have down there. I just can't. I hate Star Wars. I hate Star Trek. Do not say that to me because I, I will start kicking. I will start kicking like a like a donkey. I'm a little donkey. You know how Megan the Stallion is a stallion? I'm a donkey. I'm fine with that. And donkeys kick. They kick, all right. So, um, yeah. How did we get here? Um, I don't know what's going to happen with this, but I'm... I'm stressed out because I think he killed her. This woman, she was never married, I believe. Or no, she's divorced, this woman. No, 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 I'm sorry. I made this whole thing up. She's widowed. Her husband died and she does not have any kids. Um, And she just has a mom. And basically, she's probably in her 50s or like early 60s. And yeah, like like I said, she was about to retire. So, um... This poor woman doesn't know what she's in for. So hopefully she's not dead. And hopefully, I doubt he kidnapped her because she's an officer. You know what I'm saying? Like, she would have gone, I don't know. I think she's murdered personally, but we'll see. I will keep you guys posted with that. So um, I'm not going to transition. What's up with me this week? Um, Wendy Williams was seen in New York with Jason Lee, who runs the website Hollywood Unlocked. And he's a, a gossip columnist, essentially. And he's really good. He breaks all kinds of stories all the time. And I know TMZ competes with him. So he he came around in 2015 and he's doing good. Um, but anyway, Wendy Williams was seen with him. They were in New York going to a Met Gala party. It was after the Met Gala. Um, Wendy looked so good. And one of the paps, the paparazzi, asked her, are you going to come back in September? Meaning, is your show coming back? And Wendy Williams said, the Wendy Williams show is forever and lives on. And she goes, so does that mean you're coming back in September? And Wendy Williams screams, yes, yes. I love Wendy Williams so much. And I really hope that's true. And I really hope she comes back in September because we all miss her. I love Wendy Williams and hot topics. That's what she says. Oh, love me some Wendy. So I have a confession. I recorded this podcast um, in a course of three days, May 4th, May 5th, and today, May 6th. Uh, May 4th, I got some done. Then May 5th, I... <laughs> I started recording and I I had three margaritas and it was a little messy. So I did keep it in. It's towards the end of the show. <laughs> so um, I was like, what am I? I recorded it and I was like, oh my God, it's a mess. But I think it's funny. So I'll, I'll leave that in. But um, I wanted to talk about my therapist, LOL. I love her. Shout out. Shout out to her. I don't want to say her name. Um, she asked me to take a personality test and I was like making jokes about 
great. What is this going to unlock? What is this going to tell you? She's like, no, no. I ask all my patients to do it. I said, okay. So I took it and I sent it to her and she goes, oh, that's a good one. So then I, I reminded her, um, on our next session, I was like, oh, you, you were supposed to tell me about my personality. She's, she's like, oh, it's, I wrote, I wrote all this stuff down. So she got all excited and I was like, oh no, is this you telling me that I was like, deep breath. I go, what serial killers have my personality? <laughs> you know, making jokes like, is it the worst person? But it turns out it's actually kind of rare. So the personality type I have is called ENFJ. And um, some celebrities that have my personality are Oprah Winfrey, Martin Luther King, Jennifer Lawrence, Barack Obama, um, Julia Louis-Dreyfus, Morgan Freeman, Reese Witherspoon, Dakota Fanning, Ben Affleck, uh, Emma Stone, Matthew McConaughey, Sean Connery, oh, and Kristen Wiig. Those are good ones. Um, so apparently it's a very, it's very rare. It's a, number one, it's a rare personality. And number two, it's, out of that, only 3% are men in that. So I thought that was interesting. So um, here are some things about my personality that here are the, some, some of the strengths. Good verbal communication skills. That's true. I tell you how I feel. <laughs> and I have a podcast. Um, I'm very perceptive about people's thoughts and motives. So I'm like, what's going on? Are you trying to use me or what? I'm motivational. <laughs> inspirational and I bring out the best in others uh, I'm warmly affectionate and affirming that can be true or it could be the total opposite if I don't like you um, I'm fun to be with uh, lively sense of humor dramatic energetic optimistic good money skills uh, my family says I'm really good with money when I have it <laughs> I don't have it at the moment but when I do have it I'm good at spending it. Loyal and committed. Um, they want lifelong relationships. Oh, I love that. Strive for win-win situations. Uh, driven to meet others' needs. I think that's pretty good. Um, oh, okay. Able to move on after a relationship had failed. Although they blame themselves. Interesting. That's true. So here are some some of the weaknesses. Uh, tendencies to be smothering and overprotective. <laughs> yes. Um, tends to be controlling and manipulative. Uh, don't pay enough attention to their own needs. Okay. Tend to be critical of opinions and attitudes which don't match their own. Um, sometimes unaware of social appropriateness and protocol. <laughs> this fucking, this thing is reading me for filth extremely sensitive um, to conflict, which um, tends to sweep things under the rug and avoid extremely sensitive to conflict with a tendency to sweep things under the rug as avoidance. Oh, as an avoidance tactic. A tendency to blame themselves for things um, that go wrong and not giving themselves enough credit for things that go right. And my therapist was kind of amazed. She was like, this is pretty cool that, you know, you have a rare one and it's like your superpower. And I thought it was so cool 
because I do tend to get down on myself. I mean, I wish I can go down on myself, but no, no, I mean, I tend to get down on myself um, and, you know, kind of be negative, which isn't cool. But on the other hand, I could be very positive and look at, you know, saying that the glass is half full rather than half empty. Um, so I, I do agree with like 98% of this quiz I took. It all makes sense. But, um, yes, little D. So I'm going to leave it here. And I'm, like I said, I included the drunk me in this next segment. I don't know what I was thinking. I thought I, you'll see, I'll play it. But this is from yesterday, and I was hung over this morning. So without further ado, here's me after three margaritas. So right now, it's May 5th, which is Cinco de Mayo. And I I had work today, and I was like, I'm going to go. My, my cousin and I and his boyfriend were supposed to go and get Mexican food and just watch movies. Then um. Of course, there's a COVID scare, so that's out of the question. So I went to Chipotle, and I'm ordering a burrito. And by the way, I had two margaritas already. Full disclosure. I'm on my two and a half margarita. I had two and a half margaritas. I'm slurring, and that's it. I'm home, I'm alone, and I'm doing this podcast. Anyway. Ooh, I just drooled. <laughs> I <coughs> oh, I'm coughing. <coughs> I went to Chipotle and um they were out of guacamole. Have you ever heard of such a thing? Like wouldn't you anticipate that for Sanco de Mayo you would have a more people coming in and you would need a little more guacamole to feed people, you know? So um I got my burrito. I went to the grocery store. I picked up limes. I picked up cilantro. I picked up uh, jalapenos. And I made a margarita. I did. I added jalapenos. It's very spicy. Like, like, very hot. My lips are swollen for this podcast. And, um... (laughs) I don't know. I, I wanted to just have two margaritas. And I did. But, um... I'm a heavy, heavy pourer. So that's what's happening. So that's what I did. And don't worry, I'm not driving. I'm just home. I wanted to have two margaritas, and I did. I did, and that's what I did. So um, little D's, we're going to leave it here. I um, ooh, I always want to do that show, um, Drunk History, where you have like four or five drinks, and you have to explain something in history that happened i'd probably do something new york based um what's new york based that i could do oh i could explain the history of hell's kitchen drunk that would be actually really funny because i'm a huge new york city um history nerd and i i don't really drink so that would be funny um let's do that this episode was a mess but i have fun it was fun um I'm going to stick to two drinks. I always say two. What do I say? Fuck, I forgot. Oh, drinks are like nipples. You should only have two. For me, I'm a small man. If I have more than two, I'm a slob kebab. 
So um, I'm going to stick to two. But um, Little D's, thank you for listening. Um, I always appreciate it. And Godspeed. I don't know why I just said that. Um, so I'm excited. I'm going to try to have my friend on next week. Um, I've been trying to get her on, but our schedules are not lining up. But um, she's funny, and she says she wouldn't get nervous um, with the mic, so we'll see. And I have some writing to do. She's a funny gal. Hi, uh, it's Sober Me. Um, that was a mess, and the reason why I was drinking alone is because I was supposed to go out with my cousin and his boyfriend for Cinco de Mayo, but one of them is sick, and they're waiting on a COVID test, and I was like... I was so excited to go out for Cinco de Mayo and, you know, get a margarita and whatnot. So I, I did it by myself. So that's the reason why I was drinking alone. I don't drink alone. So I wanted to throw that out there. Anyway, little D's, I hope you enjoyed this. See you soon.